Welcome and thanks for joining us again for Story Connection for the Basin. This is the podcast at Connection Christian Church. I'm Dr. Joe. I'm Dr. Don. And we are going to have a conversation about prayer. So say good night and thank you for the blessings you bestow. Say good night to the sparrow. Pray my soul to keep. Tell me, uh, Dr. Don, how do you think the Stories of Prayer series has been going? I know for me, I am rethinking a lot about my prayer life. You can get into kind of a rote and just the things you always do. So this has expanded the categories we've talked about, lament, forgiveness, just making sure that, you know, it's like there's different kinds of music you can't just listen to one, you know, there's different kinds of prayer and the more we're exposed to, the more, more we grow. It's so nice to talk about prayer always during the season of Lent when you're leading up towards Easter. It's a common theme. Have you had a favorite story so far that we've gone over? I think probably my favorite is the story of Habakkuk because it just resonates so much with me, this prophet that was saying, Lord, I'm not getting what I want, but I'm not going to quit asking you and I'm going to keep looking for it. And just keeping that relationship open in prayer, even when uh, the world's not as it should be, that really that really resonates with me. You're just saying Habakkuk because you know Habakkuk was my favorite. <laughs> and we have a special guest uh, with us today. I want to introduce Johnny Lou Avery Boyd. She doesn't need an introduction if you go to Connection Christian Church. Many of you know her. She's a native more of Big Spring and Abilene and a little bit further east part of West Texas. Um, but we are so blessed that she moved to the Permian Basin just a little bit ago and is now a part of our congregation. There is so much to say about Johnny Lou. Yeah. She's a UTPB graduate, which we all care about. That's true. Falcons. Go Falcons. Um, she is on the list of the Hall of Leaders at Hardin-Simmons because of her activism and advocacy in her community for everything from minimum security prison in Big Spring years ago, through the Abilene Independent School District, through the Texas State Technical College and Howard College where she taught. But most people might recognize her from the TV show she had. Pastor Joe, we're with a TV celebrity. Yes. For 25 years. Wow. Goodness, <laughs> interviewing people and being now she's on the other end as we interview her today right. about stories of prayer but she interviewed people and lifted up folks as part of her television program called west texas view so we think you are a great west texas view johnny lou boyd we're so glad you're with us welcome to the podcast it is my pleasure and i could talk for three days about prayer yes so you've asked is... the wrong person <laughs> no, that's why we asked you. This is this is our second uh, podcast because we're in our second worship series for the year. The year we're doing uh, Bible stories as stories of us and the stories we're looking at during this season of Lent are stories that center around prayer. And so we're thrilled to just have a conversation with you about prayer. I am known in pastures in deep and arid sleep. 
Hosanna in the highest and pray my soul the key. Loving God, thank you for the wonders of technology that allow your good news to go places that we cannot get ourselves. Thank you for your presence in Johnny Lou's life and for her witness in our church. We pray that your Holy Spirit will guide our conversation to lift us up and others in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's a good idea to start with prayer uh, when you're having a conversation about, about prayer. About prayer. <laughs> good. Yes, we've talked right. about Habakkuk's prayer. This Sunday, we're talking about Daniel's prayer. We've talked about uh, the prayer of of Paul and Silas. And now we're going to talk about Johnny Lou Boyd's prayer. <laughs> the Bible stories are stories of us. Johnny Lou, what's your earliest memory of prayer? Growing up on the farm, maybe. You know, the the I, I have always, almost instinctively as a child, had a belief in prayer. And I grew up in a really poor home um, with uneducated parents. My parents had uh, a third grade and a sixth grade education. And they were from, of course, very large families. But they were good people. But they didn't go to church. And somehow, sometime in their life, they went to church because they raised me on Proverbs and the golden rule. But when I was five years old, for the first time, I got up on a Sunday morning and dressed myself and walked to the, first, to the closest church. And I just had this compulsion inside me that I had to go to church. And mother and daddy didn't try to keep me from it, but they would not go with me. And um, so I had a, a constant prayer life from as early as I can remember. And one of the funniest stories that I ever heard about prayer really resonated with me because it was the story about the, the minister giving a prayer on a Sunday morning and right in the middle of the prayer, this loud whistle resonated across the whole church building. And the mother pinched little Tommy into silence. And when the church service was over, she said, Tommy, what in the world possessed you to make that whistle right in the middle of the prayer? <laughs> and little Tommy looked at her and said soberly, Mom, I asked God to teach me to whistle, and he just then did. <laughs> That's the way it was with me. I didn't exactly understand prayer. I just knew it happened, and I just was always talking to God. And I would say, of course, in my immature little way, oh, God, help me pass this test, or I would bargain with him, get me out of this mess, and and I'll remember to say my prayers every night. I did all that. And of course, in the years since, I've grown a little bit more mature in my Christian prayer life. But still, I, I cannot tell you how important and uh, consoling it is to have a personal relationship with God where I talk to him every single day. And was there a particular time in your life that you found prayer especially helpful or consoling? You know, I could just go almost year by year and give you stories, but probably 
the time, the times that I've been in real crises within the family, for example, Jerry and I had only been a couple very shortly when his dad became unconscious. And for the next seven years, he was unconscious and we were taking care of it. We were also, by virtue of Jerry being the oldest of five children, were also the surrogate parents because his mother was so involved. And if and his parents were very devout in their spiritual life. And so if it had not been for prayer at 18 years old, I don't know if either one of us could have gotten through that. And then shortly after he died, Jerry's mother died, and then my mother died, both with painful cancer, and my daddy committed suicide. And through all of those, I had God walking with me. I had him by my side, answering, shielding me from the pain, helping me get through. Then the worst time in my life was when Jerry's uh, Jerry became terminally ill. We'd been married 33 years. We'd had our daughter, and she was very close to her dad. And the three of us had to had to get through that because it was terrible times. But none of us lost our faith. None of us lost our uh, courage. And it, again, it was because we were walking with God and God was right there with us all the way. I'd go into a, a, the room furthest from Jerry's bedroom when he was in such pain and agony. And I would say, God, I don't know if I can go another day. And God would tell me, yes, you can. I'm holding your hand. And then after that, we moved here, and uh, I had remarried, and Bruce and I'd been together for 20 years. He was strong and healthy, and all of a sudden, he collapsed at the dinner table with a stroke. Hmm. And so that was so unexpected. And I, I remember I called Joni, and I said, darling, we're at the hospital, and Bruce has had a stroke. And she said, I'll be there in 10 minutes. But in the meantime, she was calling our old church, our new church, and she had prayer warriors all over Texas working for us. And two days later, Bruce was out of the hospital with no after effects from the stroke. And, and so it's just been like that all of my life. I have an angel on my shoulder, and it's there because of my prayers. Wow, what a rich history you're sharing with us, Johnny Lou, and thank you for being vulnerable and doing that. It makes me think of often I have thought about a prayer life or, or, or broadening that to just spiritual practices in general as um, investing in a relationship with God such that you invest in that relationship with regular prayer or regular spiritual practice and then you can rely on that relationship when you need it in those Absolutely. difficult, yeah, in those difficult times. Like, like in the same way you make a deposit in a bank, if you're not making a deposit in that bank with a regular spiritual practice, how is, how is your faith going to be a resource to you in those difficult times? Leaves are trembling nervously.
happened that really advanced my prayer life. The first one was that in, um, well, it's been 45 years ago, I went to a conference and heard about prayer journals. And I had never had a prayer journal before. I mean, even though I was so involved in, in prayer and relied on it and believed on it, I had never heard of a prayer journal. I came home and I have never had anything that motivated me anymore, inspired me anymore than a prayer journal. Because I could see in black and white all of the things I'd asked for, because I would forget that I asked for those. And then when I'd look back, I'd see all of the things that God had done for me. And so it was amazing. The second thing that propelled uh, my prayer life and my spiritual life was learning to get up every morning and read my Bible. And I, the reason that started was way back when I was uh, uh, 12 years old. I was cleaning house. That was what you know what kids did then because they had to make money any way they could. So I was cleaning house for a neighbor, 25 cents for a Saturday afternoon. And I know I got rich pretty fast. Big, big but time. Nevertheless, that Christmas, I received from her a devotion, a daily devotional book. The first time I'd ever seen that. And I have had a daily devotional book ever since. One of my favorite people in the whole world, a Dr. Virginia Conley, who was my mentor since I was 16 years old. She was the first woman medical doctor in Abilene. And um, she died just two years ago at the age of 104. And she was my mentor till her last breath. But she gave me this one and I've been using it for three years. And when I was reading this morning, I thought about our discussion this afternoon about prayer and this book is written as if God is talking to you so that today let me read this to you because I think it's so important I am a God of both intricate detail and overflowing abundance when you entrust the details of your life to me you are surprised by how thoroughly I answer your petitions I take pleasure in hearing your prayers so feel free to bring me all of your requests. The more you pray, the more answers you receive. And best of all, your faith is strengthened as you pre see precisely how I respond to your specific prayers. And this reminds me of another story. A long time ago, I heard a preacher tell the story that a woman died and went to heaven. And when she got to heaven and, and uh, St. Peter welcomed her inside, she was amazed because as far as she could see was banks and banks of filing cabinets. Just forever, forever they went. And finally, she couldn't contain herself anymore. She said, St. Peter, I don't understand. What 
those filing cabinets about? And he said, they contain the unclaimed inventory of gifts that God wanted to give to each of his children, but you didn't ask for them. And one of those filing cabinets has your name on it. Well, after I heard that story, my first thought is, oh my goodness, I bet I have six filing cabinets, even though I seem, seem to be on my knees all the time asking for something. But nevertheless, how much richer would our spiritual life be, our ministry, our service be if we had been bold and specific in what we asked for? Say goodnight to the sparrow. He stayed with you all winter long. Helped you keep the faith. We found you almost gone. I think so many people, Johnny Lou, think that people who have faith and positivity like you do have never had anything bad happen in their lives. You know that you know, it's been easy or something. Um, and so for you to say, look, these precious people in my life that have died, who have suffered, who have even had depression to the degree of suicide, you know, you've been through some things growing up poor, and yet your faith is strong and your prayer life is vibrant. And I wonder if you would say that you've ever had anything like an unanswered prayer or or questions that you know weren't resolved for you yet you continue to pray and, and what is that like for you when it doesn't go as as you wish it would how do you keep going in prayer well I, and i think that one of the best examples of that is i've been a goal setter all my life i i plan i plan all the details and i work and i know how to set goals and deadlines and things that inspire me to keep up with it but God doesn't always have the same goals that you do. And so every time I set a goal, I say, God, is my goals in line with what you have in plan for my life? And so therefore, sometimes he tells me no, that that's not a goal I should have. And I can hear it loud and clear. I, it, you know, it's not words, but I can feel that that's not something I need to pursue or I may need to change it in some way. I've had a lot of goals that I wanted right now, or I, I ask for things, I want it right now, God, I need it right now. But it, that wasn't what God wanted. That wasn't God's plan for my life. And so part of my maturity, and I've still got a long way to go, but part of my maturity was saying, I, I understand, God, that you've got a plan for me, and your plan is better than my plan because you see the whole picture. And so th that's part of learning patience. That's part of, of, of just greater understanding, I guess, is the way to say it. Often when we think about answers to prayers, uh, that component comes up a lot of timing. Yes, absolutely. I don't think I've ever had a prayer not answered, but I've had a lot answered differently than what I asked for. I had a, a great friend 
who gave me this book called When God Winks at You. And I don't know if you've read it. If you haven't, I, I must loan it to you. Because it talks about how God speaks directly to us through what we think is our good luck or spontaneity or um, just, just coincidence. But what it's saying is that God puts people in your life and to make a difference in your life and he puts you in other people's lives to make a difference in their life and so as as i've lived i i've seen that happen i wrote an 800 page you know i'm kind of verbose well i wrote a an 800 page uh, by autobiography as a gift to Joni. So she would have all the roots of her, her mother and her father and her stepfather and all of our ancestors. And in it, as I finished it, I looked back and I could see all of the people that God had put in my path to make a difference. Some of them had changed the trajectory of my life completely. But then I also saw how I had been put in other people's path to help them. And so that just brought a whole new level of understanding to the importance of each one of us in this world. To have the vantage point, to be able to look back and see how things have worked beyond what you would have asked for or even guessed. Absolutely, yes. And you know, that's why it resonated with me so much when y'all started this series of, about stories. And the Bible being our original story, and then we each uh, become our own stories. And uh, it just, it just, I, I want everybody to write down their stories. I want them to tell their stories because they're inspirational. They're, uh, they're, uh, uh, they're, they teach us, and particularly, you give that gift to your children to pass on your story of faith so that they can be encouraged by it. Well, uh, not, not, just, not just my faith, but how God has held me up, maybe when I wavered, or how God has given to me um, the insight when I needed it so badly. How would you say your idea of what prayer is has changed over the years. You've talked, you've touched on that a little bit, um, but what was there a time when you felt that shift? I'm especially drawn to when you prayed, Lord, I don't think I can do this anymore. And you just had the assurance that you could go on. That's, that's right. But you know, we just finished in our Sunday school class, this little uh, book about uh, a series of lessons about prayer and listening. And that added a lot to it. Particularly, I was taken by the lesson on intercessory prayer. But one of the things that I've learned as, as I've spent 80 years uh, going to church is that I've learned to pray more using the word you than I. And so it's now, God, tell me what to do. Uh, how can I you tell me how I can help. You show me how you lead me. You touch my heart rather than this is what I want. And so the you has replaced the power. Another uh, thing is that 
I have learned praise and gratitude are so important in prayer. And so I start every prayer with a listing of all of the things that I've got to be grateful for. Well, you're, that is such a nugget of wisdom that as you've grown in prayer, your eye has become a you. Uh, that's beautiful and shows how our perspectives, if we walk with Christ and are blessed enough to mature, we our perspective gets bigger. We get begin to see a little bit from the perspective of, of the Lord and not just ourselves. I wonder if you are in the position to give someone encouragement who is just beginning to pray, just putting their toe in the water to test this out. What would you say to someone beginning that kind of relationship with God through prayer? I think that from the very first time a person says a prayer, say it to your heavenly father, who also is your best friend. Talk to him. Don't say a formal prayer. I don't even say hold your hands and shut your eyes and bow your head. I say just sit and talk to your God because he wants what's best for you. He loves you unconditionally. I, I'm always saying, you know, I love, but not unconditionally. Mm. You got to do these things and these things and these things. Well, we've got a God that loves us unconditionally. And we can talk to him about anything, big things and little things. And we can talk, nothing is off the table when we talk to God and, and he'll understand. That is a warm invitation. And when, when I see folks that have been following Christ for 80 years, it encourages me to see that there's more ahead. And I thank you so much for the way you live your witness among us at Connection. Johnny Lou, what a joy it's been to hear from you. Oh, uh, well, I'll tell you, I want to thank you for your leadership. I appreciate your letting me talk about prayer. I really, really appreciate that. Thank you for putting the investments in so that you had something to share. <laughs> okay. Thanks for being with us, Johnny Lou. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. We want to thank you for joining us for Story Connection for the Basin podcast. And uh, want to thank Marlon Fick, uh, whose original song is our music for today's podcast. Thank you, Dr. Dawn. Thank you, Dr. Joe. Have a great day. Say good night and thank you for the blessings you bestow. Say good night to the sparrow. Pray my soul.